Bert Birch, founder of The Fab Factor, and on a mission to globally empower women to don't be invisible, be fabulous. I know just how powerful everything can be when you are an unapologetic, highly visible woman being fully you, and what it can change for you in both your business and life today. As the founder of The Fab Factor, a powerful container for women to awaken their Fab Factor, the woman who has always known she is called for more and she's not going to live the normal life. She knows she's different and she's going to do what it takes until it takes to create that, all while elevating her life and biz to fully step into the who she is being called to, fully tapping into the unapologetic femininity. She understands that the answer to next leveling your life and self is not to figure out a freaking method and then roll that out. The only way is that every day is a new blank, is a new day, a blank slate, a new dance with life, a new dance with God and soul, a new dance with new fab you. Many women are hiding. They are not willing to make the choice to let their old self die. They are quitting on themselves, but to create the space, to step into your new fab you next level, to really let yourself step into that next level frequency in order to begin showing up in every area of their lives, in order to find the woman you wish to become, a choice needs to be made. Are you ready to say yes to your soul and become the next level new fab you now? It's going to take some inner determination and strength. But let me tell you, and allow me to be crystal clear here, it takes a lot of courage to release the old and step into your next level fabulousness of truth. When you can get real about who you are and say unapologetically, here is who I am. and I show up this way, it is critical to do so. If you are truly committed to having it all, a life fully by design and on your terms in order to shift the old, become the real you, and finally break the pattern once and for all. Why? Well, simply, there are still too few women who are giving themselves unapologetic permission to have a seat at the I want it all table. And there are even fewer women who truly own and command their space. You make choices out of guilt or shame or blame. You compromise, you settle, you sacrifice, you continue to sabotage or destroy. This affects everything. Is it any wonder that you don't really let yourself dream that dream anymore? Never mind, act on it. How do I know all of this? Well, because I've lived it. And it's the reason I think this must change and it must change now. So what new fab you is all about is letting go of the old, the distorted, the shadow you, who you thought you had to be, to the new fab you who is fully unleashed in what she says, how she shows up, how she does business, how she does life. She knows what works for her and she backs herself unapologetically. 
I'm the fabulous Doris Birch, and today we have a guest. So let's bring Elena on. Hey, Doris. It's so great to be here with you today. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to have you. I've been waiting and waiting to have this conversation <laughs> because we connected so much. It was like, I was even thinking about that earlier this morning. I was like, when you really do let yourself be unapologetically who you are, you don't ever have to worry about wondering if the right soul aligned people will find you because the right soul aligned people will know you and connect. So you always will have your, 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 your container of powerful women that get you you know, and, and just love to be in your energy. And I was like, that is exactly how I felt with you. I felt the same way. So thank you. And it's an honor to be here. <laughs> well, this is this is girl chat. This is just just um elevated unapologetic permission conversation. Love it. Love it. And so I really wanted just to go dive in on what does, you know, the whole concept of well, it's not even a concept, it's really the truth is that every day, this day, today is a new day. It's a new blank slate day. And so how do you use your new day coming in to just do more of the work you're here to do and kind of like give some insight on that? Me personally, or what do I do for my clients? You personally. Oh, me personally. Okay. I love that. I love that. You know, because of the kind of work I do and because I'm so steeped in sort of universal principles and understanding how to align with the energy of the universe, like my goal when I wake up in the morning is, is just really to come into alignment. Like I don't even really like starting my work day. First of all, I don't tend to work until 11 a.m. Um, and in that morning time, I'm working out and I'm in meditation and I'm doing the practices for me that help me align with who I want to be with the person I truly am really right because I can say okay like you know I want a seven-figure business I want to align to what a seven-figure business earner does but the truth is is the more that I just strip away all the parts that aren't me uh, which really are just getting in the way of who I am the more of those things naturally happen anyway and so my whole approach and how I start my day is to ensure that I am doing those practices that really help me be in that state of of being so that um, I'm not letting whatever circumstance, I'm, I'm not seeing certain things in my life. I'm only seeing that which I want to see. And when I focus on that which I want to see as opposed to what's not working, because we can all find things that aren't working if we look hard enough. But if, if I focus on what is working for me, then I just find more of that. Oh my God, I totally agree. And it's so funny. I too start my day at 11 a.m. I love it. Because I was like, I need that. I need that morning to really get in tune and get in alignment. So you can be really like clear. I mean, I do my writing down and my, and my gratitude and, you know, declaring what what's going to be. And that's just it. And then once that's all settled in, then I can take on the day. But I, I think that is the most powerful thing that women leaders can do in the world, especially when you have when you're talking and working with other powerful women, you as the, as the hub of, you know, your clients, you have to, they have to feel energetically that through you so that they don't even know it, but it's infusing in them so that they're like, oh my gosh, yes, you know, yes, yes, I, I know what to do and not get all sidetracked. 
Right, for sure, for sure. And and it's so interesting that you talk about that, although I have to say my clients do understand it. Like they do feel the energetic difference, right? And and a lot of them, I just hold that mirror for them so that they can see it in themselves. Because oftentimes we just need somebody to do that for us if we're not in that place, whether it be a, you know, a friend, somebody that you align with on a deep level, um, a mastermind, sister, a coach, or, you know, somebody who, who, who really gets you on that deeper level because definitely do not look for you know input from people who are naysayers haters i mean even people who have the best of intentions in mind but they don't really get it they will try to talk you out of you know um things that you know that you have this deeper calling for and you know one of the things that i really focus in living my life by is if i have the desire for it it's already created and it's just a matter of me being congruent and the more that I'm congruent, um, the the easier, the easier it shows up in my life. And that is really what I do with my clients also is just to help them become congruent in their lives so that it's so much easier. So we don't constantly feel like we're pushing a boulder up the hill, but we're riding the momentum down the hill instead. Yeah. So we, and, and I totally agree with that, but kind of break this down for people who don't really understand what that means, because I, my insight on it, um, you know, I use the frequency and metaphysics for, you know, when women get aligned to that frequency of what it is they do desire and they start operating energetically and vibrationally from that place, then the things do show up. But for me, one of the big ahas that happened, you know, in this journey of getting to here and even still now is really remembering that of all what you want to create and all what you desire and all what you're doing, you, I would love to know your thoughts on it. I think that when you really are in your truth of, you know, the freedom of doing it your way of how you feel is coming through you to put out in the world, because I remember early on in the coaching journey, when I started the business coaching business, you know, I was had mentors and coaches, fabulous people however i was not aligned to not to 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 do it by a b c d e f g my soul really <laughs> resisted that apparently because it was not working i was trying to do a b c d e f g but it was not working and it wasn't until i just gave myself really gave myself permission to just do what my soul was just leading me to it didn't make any sense but it made sense to me. And that is when I start seeing the shifts and stuff. And I still even see it now. What's your thoughts about that? I, I love that. And I think that's so true. Um, I'd say follow the joy. You know, that that really is it, right? Follow the bliss. Because the more that we are experiencing um, things that make us feel good, the more that we're doing things that make us feel good, the more that we come into that alignment. Because, you know, sometimes the things like, there's two ends of every stick. There's the having of it, and then there's the absence of it. And people think they're focused on the having of it, but they're really focused on the absence of it in their life. Mm. And if you're thinking, I want to have a more successful business, or I want this relationship, but you're constantly focused on not having of it, then all your 
you're really bringing into your life is more lack, more mm -hmm. scarcity about it. You're bringing more experience of not having it. And so sometimes we can't focus directly on the thing that we really want or want to manifest, but we focus on just generally feeling good of like what brings us joy in our life? You know, what makes us feel good when we do it and do more of that and have gratitude for that and cultivate the, a level of gratitude for that. So, so for me, that's part of, of what's really important is to do that. But I, speaking directly to what you were saying, like I can tell you, I've had a very, I think this is part of the reason we resonated with each other so much, is that I have also hired so many coaches who I was not aligned with what they were trying to get me to do. And I had one coach who was like one of the most spiritual coaches I ever worked with. And she kept telling me, this is the way to, you know, you know, scale your business. And I was like, it's not aligned with me. And she thought I was being difficult. And I'm like, I'm not being difficult. It is not congruent with me. I can tell you, I'm, it's not fear. It's not anything else. It is not this action is not congruent with the way I do my business. I will not do that. And that was so hard for her to accept because she's helped other people. But it's like there's no cookie cutter approach. Right. And so even when I coach my clients, so much of my coaching is bespoke, even in my group programs. I have principles that are universal that apply to everyone. However, the way they apply to people is, is what separates it. It's the application, those distinctions that become different because you and I are not, we can do the same exact thing, but we're not the same people. We don't have the same strengths and talents. We don't have the same network. Why are we doing the same exact thing? Oh, you know? yeah. So, yeah, so for me, it's about learning how to, like, I can see sort of almost the blueprint of how people are moving and help them move in alignment so that what they're doing is more congruent. I'm not invested in whether you do it my way. I'm invested in whether you do it in a way that feels really aligned for you so that you can become more. As a re the, the whole process of this is really for us to become more. Yeah. And so it's not to have more, to do more. It's for us to become more. And the more that we become, the more we have, the more we do. Oh my gosh. Yes. Preach. Love it. Um, because that, that whole become more, you know, like I mentioned in my little intro talk is like, I, you know, I want women to understand so much so that they have so much more power within themselves to create exactly what they want. And as long as they are in alignment to the truth of that. And they're not doing it from their shadow, distorted version self. Like they're really in that fully being who they want to be, whatever that looks like, regardless of what people think about who it is you decide to be, that you're just not coming from the distorted shadow version. Cause I know I, you know, that shadow version, me was that corporate girl. That might've been when you were an, an attorney too. You know, it's like, that was, you know, we, we followed that path. We did what we were supposed to do. And then we're like, yeah. No. <laughs> no. And so when you get there, because then I was like, that's the shadow. That was the distorted version. Could have stayed on that path and been like, knowing it's a no. Could have stayed. I'm so grateful I'm not on it, but I could have stayed on it and just been basic. But I surely don't believe in basic. I'm so extra. And so it's like, 
when you get, when you give yourself that permission that it doesn't have to look like that, it doesn't have to be what you thought that career was or that you think, even like you were saying when you, and, and trust me, I know that thing where people think you're difficult and you're not being difficult. You're just like, why don't you get it? You're supposed to be so highly evolved. Why don't you understand that I'm not being difficult? Um, but it's those things that made me realize how not to do in my business. It's like how to work with women in Yes, the universal law, laws are the same for everyone. But then outside of that, what does it look like for you? What do you believe? And and talk a lot about your mind, even beyond the mindset. Mindset is one thing, but then there's just another level of just knowingness um, that's just really in our soul just knows. And I think it's above, you know, that's why I go into the frequency and then all that of that. And you can re program, you know, limiting thoughts and all that stuff, you know, to really understand the truth of who you are. Talk about that, because I know you do that kind of work, too, on a deep level. Yeah. yeah. And, and before I talk about that, I also want to say something about what you just said, because I love what you just said. And to be honest, part of the earlier part of my business, I had to discover that even though I wasn't doing, you know, the successful legal thing anymore, which I was highly successful at, that I still had this belief, you'll call them shadow beliefs, I'll, I'll, you know, limiting beliefs, ego mind, you know, I still had this ego about like my value comes from my accomplishments. Mm. That was so deeply embedded in me from the time I was really little in my parents seeing that I had this great potential and pushing me and punishing me if I didn't achieve at a certain level. Like I, I literally got punished if I didn't get straight A's. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as a result, like my, my, the love, the, the value that I derived or I thought I derived came from my accomplishments. And there was a huge unraveling that I had mm -hmm. to do of all of that, even in the work that I do, even as I help other people do this, I still, still was doing it on a very, very deep level. So, so I just want to say that even though we may have moved on that it doesn't mean we still don't take parts of us with us those shadow parts that still need to be addressed in a in a much deeper way and and that does actually go to the next question that you were asking me because it, it is like I don't even like the word mindset I think it's overused I think people do it and they look at limiting beliefs and they'll give you some hacks of how to deal with limiting beliefs but it doesn't really change the state of your being and, it, and if I'm being totally transparent and honest it all comes from self-love Right. It all comes from this deep place of knowing who we really are and why we're on this planet and why we're the gift to the universe of being here in the first place and owning that. And then having faith that that us being, you know, an individuation of of, you know, divine intelligence, because everything is intelligence. It's just this yeah. loving intelligence. And you can call it God if you want. You can call it quantum field. You can call it universal field. You can call it creator whatever it is for you it exists whether we see it or not just like it, gravity exists whether we see it or not and so there is this intelligence in everything that's really a loving intelligence and it doesn't see lack it doesn't see scarcity it doesn't see limitation it only sees the expression of life and the more that we can come into that place of really understanding who we are and loving ourselves so dearly for it the more that we are that energetic alignment, that frequent uh, frequency alignment of who, like sort of the blueprint of who we came here to be. And then we get these downloads and, and you know, trust our intuition and life happens so much more effortlessly and with ease and grace as a result. 
And so for me, like applying that in my business, when I start helping my clients really do this, then what they experience is a ton of synchronicity and resources show up and people that they wanted in their life and opportunities show up. And the heavy lifting part, even for me as a coach to help them scale their business is like radically reduced because now, now they're congruent. Now they're aligned. Now they're being self-loving to themselves and understanding the nature of, of the universe and reality in a completely different way. Oh my God. Yes. And, and so talk about that, even cyborg, you know, that was, um, you know, my son is like the perfect example of me. I, you know, I, I know he's, he's a smart kid and everything, but I was never going to be the parent that was like, you have to have these certain grades now. So he's decided on his own and he puts his own pressure on himself. And um, to do really well in school, but I have never, ever made it a big deal that if, you know, for grades, I think, and I, I almost cringe sometimes when I see people post, you know, their kid did straight A's or whatever and make it such a big deal about it. Well, you know, the reason I don't, because I don't, I did, when I discovered that, you know, back in the day, um, the story of FedEx, what Fred Smith, and he wrote the paper in his college about creating FedEx. And his professor was like, that was dumb, basically, and gave him a bad grade. And he was just a C student. Yet he created FedEx. So I was like, don't be mad at the C students, you know, because you don't know who they really are. So I was like, I never emphasize grades because I was like, that doesn't mean anything. Um, in the scheme of who you get to be in the world, you know, your grades are not going to be the determination because we surely know that's not true. There are so many pre pretty brilliant people not doing brilliant things in the world. So that doesn't have anything to do it. And I, and I was so free not to give him that pressure, you know, from me. He can have it for himself because he can do what he wants for himself, but not from me like hammering, like, oh my God, that stress of all of that on top of everything else with growing. So, so I totally get that whole Thing where you know like oh you could be punished if you don't do really well and it's like it's so traumatizing and you got to deprogram you grown woman try to just break off the stuff that your parents put on you and stuff in society but I think that comes back to where I'm going to go I think <laughs> in understanding the things you were sharing how that really is so much more powerful and then adding in the strategy or the method to get the result is just a smither, a smither compared to all what, what really does, does change the game and change the whole journey. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I say that, you know, the, the frequency, the alignment is, um, 80 to 90 percent of success and the tactics the mechanical pieces are only 10 to 20 percent of it and yeah they're important they're an important 10 to 20 percent but they're still only 10 to 20 percent and you know when i started coaching seven years ago my first um year in coaching i had a six-figure business with no strategy at all now i would not have been able to scale that without a strategy but it was just because i was so freaking aligned with you know with life at the time that clients just kept showing up like people would refer business to me i would go someplace i'd go to a party and meet a client you know i'd, I'd go to a retreat and pick up two clients you know it was 
like crazy what was happening. I would just show up places and clients would seem to want to work with me. And that's how I created, you know, a six figure business my first year. And then, um, and then after that, like, then it became important to like implement like strategies to ensure that I was scaling it, that I was able to make a bigger impact, but not at the cost of, of a lack of alignment, you know, like that was really important. So, so it, it is important, but I would say it's not weighted evenly. Like, even though you need both and you need to blend both, you're right, Doris, it is not um, weighted evenly in that sense, because you could have the perfect strategies, you can even be executing them well, but if you are not aligned, you will only get so much mileage from them before you end up back in the weeds. Oh, girl, I know. Well, that was me. The, you know, my first few years in the business, I was following all the strategies that they were saying to follow and, you know, getting, you know, some clients, but not, not definitely not aligned clients and not the kind of work I really wanted to be doing. And when I threw it all away, you know, and, and I was sharing this with somebody, it was like 2012 or 13. And I just literally, I was like, the only thing I wanted to talk about at that moment, because I love shoes. So I just started talking about shoes on Facebook. I was just posting some pictures of the shoes I had bought, you know, stuff like that. And, um, and at the same time, it was like one of those unaligned clients. Um, I've never even probably said this. I don't even know. Um, posted on Facebook. She attacked me um, because she didn't do the work to do to change her business. And she was like, oh, all she did with my money was buy shoes. And I was like, but it was my money. When you paid me, it became my money to do what I wanted to do with it. And if that's buying some shoes, so what? And so I was so I posted out my shoes. I was just being spiteful, probably, and was just posting about my shoes because it made me feel good. And it was like, I just love, I just I'm like, I'm just gonna be in the vibration of my shoes. I picked up six clients from shoe post. Um, women I who that. I would have never known, I wouldn't even have thought they wouldn't have really resonated with me, but that resonated with them. And I was like, that was my big lesson. To learn just be fully you and get in that alignment and truth of who you are because that's who people want to work with and and it was like ah oh, i can talk about shoes yeah i love that i love that client yeah is, i'm like this is a great world <laughs> it is a great world it is a great world and and i'll be honest with you like one of the things that i'm on the fence about now like when I talk about a lot of these very spiritual, mystical principles, I can also describe most of them from a scientific perspective. So I can talk about quantum physics and neuroscience and you know whatever else that really makes a difference. And yet at the same token, I'm, I'm about as woo as they get. And I've had difficulty, like how much woo do I put out there? Like I work with successful business people, like how much woo do I put out there? And so I'm at a place where like, I'm having these kinds of conversations, like literally the last three podcasts, I've been on have all been talking about my woo factor and i'm just like okay so there you go universe like this is what you're asking of me got it got it i'm aligned <laughs> well yeah and look at and that's very intriguing that this is the message that gets to come through for you to be like be as woo as you want to be you know be as woo as you want to be i mean i think um 
that's your truth. Mm -hmm. And people will, you know, hey, that's what makes you the most fabulous woman in the world because that is your truth and that how you do the things that you do from that place and it changes people's lives. And, and, you know, when we understand that our gifts and our, and, and our whole gift of who we are and self and like, yeah, you know, we are God's greatest creation. I mean, to think about that, we are God's greatest creation because we have the intellect. We, we get the spiritual intelligence to, 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 to function in the world. No other animals do not have that, mm-hmm. but we do. And if we were given that, then of course we're here to do big, fabulous things in the world. And of course we don't need to hold ourselves back. And when we get to that place where we recognize, oh, I don't need to hold back. I can just be fully be me. Then be fully you, be fully you. Cause that's what the world is waiting for. That's the big shift. That's the impact. That's the changing lives. That's the seven figure, eight figure, 10 figure, hundred figure, you know, business, you know, because it's all from the impact and it's all from a place of, where you're not wearing yourself out and you're not tired and you're not, you know, we get tired, but not from just from work. It's, it's just, it's a different tired. And it's like, you can lay your head down at night and be like, huh, I was, I was being full of me today. Yeah. I love that. I love that. My own, my only caveat about that Doris is that for a lot of people who haven't done such really deep work, what they equate as you is their identity is their ego self. So they're thinking, oh, be me, but all of their their shadows are still so in place that being them comes really from a shadow place. It's not really them yet. You know, like it's only parts of them, right? It's only a part of them because the shadow part is so big. And so like, like for example, I was talking to my mother the other night. And she was talking about one of her friends and she said, well, she was just being her. And she said something like kind of mean. And I was like, well, that's a total triggered like, like, you know, that does not come from just being her. That comes from being triggered and projecting onto other people. And I thought, oh, so many people equate that. Oh, that's just being me and I'm just letting myself be out there. No, that's actually a projection of your shadow parts of, onto other people. So, so I love, because I do think we are here to be fully us, but it's also about stripping away and integrating. Like if I were to use shadow terminology, I would say integrating that, that shadow part of ourselves so that it's a healthy, integration in ourselves or stripping away those ego parts of ourselves so that our identity is really based on who we are and not the identity that we've created based on our limiting beliefs. Well, you know, this is why this is the conversations. This is why I like these conversations because insight is so amazing. I picked up something I had never thought when I'm literally coming from me and how I do my work and take women through being full of you eliminates all those things but it but so when i'm saying that i'm saying that from that woman who's already elevated right dissected it and said let's be clear people right Right. i I I know and i'm like i love the fact that you know the the brilliance of it because this is where i'm like "Ah," and you're like dissect it let me break it down to the next level Yes, because that's true. It is all of that. And that does need to be said on a bigger scheme. So anybody listening, they won't be thinking because you're you're so right. Depending on being full of you. I was even thinking about that when I was saying, um, 
the other day, I was saying something about my own mother, and this was years ago. Now she has dementia, so you know, there's she's a different version of herself. But when she was still sort of herself, and she had said something to me, and I was like, I, I was, it didn't bother me or anything because when I realized when I became a grown woman and got to really understand my mom, and I had been doing all this personal development work and all this stuff, so I understood how people's stuff shows up, and I was like. It, made me appreciate my mother better because I was like, oh, yeah, she's my mom, but she's a woman uh-huh. with some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, sometimes you say stuff and I was like, oh, that's that woman version with her stuff. I'm like, I don't know what stuff she's been through and she doesn't know all my stuff either. But it's like, I put that in account that made me a be able to deal with her in such a better way when I just took the mom label off and like, oh, she got her own things that she still does and deals with. And I guess we always will. And depends how how you handle it, because she never was into personal development or anything. So she looks so she does things different. I am on a different thing. And then, so that was real. That's true. Because it's like, you know, is she being fully her? No, she's not. Um, but she's being, being her, um, <laughs> she's just being her, whatever, her status quo self. She's being her identity. You know, she's I, like, she's being the status quo. Yeah. She's being the identity that she created based on her perception of reality. Yeah. You know, that's basically who we're all being at any given moment is we're being our identity, we've created this identity, we've created this like personality, which is based on our our beliefs and our perception of reality uh, and us. And most of it's not true. And so when when you strip away those non-truths and you see what's really true, that is the you that you're talking about, which I totally agree with. But it's like for so many people, they're like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna go and be me. And so I can say what I want and do. And I was like, no, that's not what that means. That's not what that means. <laughs> that is so true. You know, and it's even simple because I've been like, I was like, even as, and I've been out of the corporate space since 2002. So that's been a while. And I was thinking in this last decade of me doing the coaching business, how much of my corporate of way of working in the sense of just basically was like just in a spot like I was like functioning from this little small little table and in a you know little from the living room table because when we moved here the house is much smaller so we don't have the space that we used to have and so that was always in my head like oh I don't really have my space I don't have a room and I don't have this I don't have that and so that was playing in the back of my head so I was like making little little sections of the house like my little office space and granted we've done a lot doing that but dang I was like now that I have a full space and I was like oh my gosh why did it not hit me before that I was literally operating like so and I'm like you know at first I had a desktop so yeah I was in one spot but when I got a laptop that meant I could move around and I was not moving around and I was like that's just how 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 it shows up is so subtle and and that you were in a box and I have created this little box where I wasn't like moving around and that just hit me just when I redid my office what in November of 2020 
that's crazy to think about. So it's like we're always on this journey, but I'm so glad for the insight because I thought, ah, I was that was that piece that wasn't really letting myself be free. That was that was holding me back in so many ways of you know, that I thought, oh, it has to, I have to sit here and I have to be, cause like I was at my desk, like at work from all those years ago, it was like, I sit at a desk. And yeah, work. it's funny that you say that because I actually have a dedicated office and it's a really big room. And yet I sit at my dining room table because I have, I have a laptop. Um, I have exquisite views. Like my office is in the back of the house and my backyard isn't like most of the land and the beauty that I have is actually in the front and the sides, not in the back. And so I have these exquisite mountain views, rolling hills in front of me. Like people literally stop at my house on a regular basis to watch the sunset. It's just exquisite here. And so I want to get the value of my view. So I tend to bring my laptop and I work at my dining room table. And as soon as the weather gets nice enough, I take it outside and I go work outside um, on my deck. So, you know, that that is funny that like I'm I think that way because I'm like, I have an office, but people say to me, well, why don't you work in your office? It's like because I don't really love the views in there and I want the expansiveness. I want to move where it feels good to work. So I move around because of that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, this is a, you know, I created this whole space to be just so in alignment. So I love being in the space and have this really great window. I mean, there's windows in this room and it's like, I can open them up and everything. And before I was like, I was just, I was, the windows weren't open before. And I was like, I can't believe it. And people's like, well, look what you did in that. And I was like, well, look what I'm going to be able to do now. Cause I'm, I mean, I opened up the lid, you know, to, to be in a much, you know, better mental place and didn't realize, you know, and I know this thing that environment matters, but it's like, you, you know, something and then you don't apply it. So you, you won't, you don't be aligned to it. And now I'm fully aligned to everything in this room, which is so amazing. And it all came together so perfectly. Uh, so that was, you know, a big aha for me in this journey. And it, and that was a decade, a decade journey. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That's a great aha. Yeah. You know, it's like one of the, the environment is one of the pieces for me that go into how we shift our frequency because, um, yeah, we focus on different thoughts. We, uh, we, um, cultivate different feelings. So, you know, like our mind doesn't know the difference between something that's vividly imagined and what's real and what makes the dip, what makes visualization and even visioning work isn't so much the visual aspect of seeing what you want to happen, but it's actually feeling it. Right. Mm -hmm. so that when we cultivate the feelings of what would life like the life that we're imagining for ourselves, first of all, you know, the universe has so much more for us than we can even imagine for ourselves but even going to what you can imagine for yourself like when you live in that feeling you raise your frequency then you start to have different thoughts then you take different actions and then if you change your habits and you change your environment besides now you have like all of these different components that are working together to help you change and raise your frequency so you're vibrating at a completely different level Oh my God. Yes. And the crazy thing about the thing over the course of 10 years was I was buying things for my office. I mean, I would 
feel stuff. So like this, I just have to show it because I think it's so cute. But this little thing, you can see it's my pen. It just has like lipstick, perfume bottle, a little thing. But it's such a cute little thing. And this, you know, I'm like, that's what I keep my, so I have a whole little set, the trash can, you know, I buy all those things that are high vibe, high frequency stuff that light me up when I look at them. Like, yeah, that's where my pens go. I'm like, I got several stuff. Yeah. And so my pens have to have a little sparkle on them. So I always was buying things. So literally what would, so for the frequency and for the vibration, I just thought that was interesting that, you know, I had all those things and then I wasn't creating a space. And then it's like, I had to, you know, there was the room to do it. It just didn't come to me um, until then. And it's just, that's how I think the breakthroughs come for women, you know, that, um, that the whole saying is you, you have everything you need, um, and it's, that is so much truth to it because I had everything I needed to have the space. I just hadn't aligned to it yet. And it took a pandemic for it to happen. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And, and actually what you just said is so true on such a deep level on every level, which is that we have everything that we need and we keep looking for external things outside of ourselves to find that happiness, to find the fulfillment. And the truth is, generally speaking, the reason that we want those things is for a feeling, right? Because we'll feel a certain way by having them. And when we tap into the deeper level of who we really are and we tap into a connection with our true self, our higher self, our essence, or, you know, whatever you want to call it, and you start living by intuition and guidance, you realize that you can be, I mean, yeah, I think it is helpful to still have support outside of us because we're not meant to do everything by ourselves, but we have the capacity to. And I think when we realize that we actually are able to do that and that we don't need all of these external things, it becomes so empowering for us to take back our own power and stop giving it away to other people. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, this has been a really great conversation. We have went over the time. I can't even believe it. Talking to you, we could talk forever. For sure. Oh, thank you so much for coming on the show. We will post all links for people to find you um, on all the socials and stuff um, to be like coming to your space. As you can see, this woman is a really powerful force of nature. Um, and I'm grateful that we got connected. I'm so me glad too. I called you into my world. <laughs> me too. Me too. What an honor and a pleasure. Thanks for, for letting me chat with you today. Okay. Thanks for being on the show, Alana. Elena. Elena. Oh, yes. Bye, Elena. Join me for the next episode of the new Fabu show next week. Bye.